I wonder, do you ever get a line from a song stuck in your head? I know you do sometimes, right? Or sometimes is it a phrase, this happens to me, that keeps coming back again and again? Do you ever wonder, why is that stuck in there? Is, is something trying to tell me something? Well, for me, for weeks now, it's been the first line from a prayer that folks at Vespers and here in church heard a couple of weeks ago by the philosopher and theologian Teilhard de Chardin. And those words are, above all, trust in the slow work of God. Yes. Those words have been my companion lately, a kind of message on repeat that I keep hearing. And it's like my soul is saying, it's okay to slow down. It's good to slow down. You need to slow down. And so that's what I've been trying to do and it's good. I'm finding these occasional little moments of grace and peace that have been showing up unexpectedly like little gifts. Like a few days ago, I was exercising at home, and at the end I was down on the floor on my knees, and I just stayed there my face to the ground in utter silence for a while. I didn't mean to or plan to, it just happened. It came upon me, something compelled me to just rest right there in that stillness, in that utter silence. And that felt like such an unexpected gift and blessing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you ever get glimpses of moments like this that come upon you? I sense this sometimes in our worship, and I imagine and hope you do too. Often it's when you're lighting candles silently after the prayer, and Nate is over here playing softly and beautifully on the piano. And we're all here, bearing witness to one another and to these little illuminated prayers that some of you each Sunday are sending up. And in that moment, things seem to slow down, don't they? Sometimes they even seem to come to a stop. It's like everything is as it should be. And all we need to do is just stay in that moment and be present to it and rest in that for a while. That prayer about trusting in the slow work of God is so countercultural. Rather than urging us to get on going and making things happen, it invites us to allow for the slow unfolding of what 
will be. Not to try and hurry things along, but rather to be willing to wait and watch and even be led by something larger than ourselves. And the prayer ends with these lines. It says, and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. This is where I seem to be living so often these days. What about you? Are you with me in this? Anybody else feeling in suspense and incomplete or unsettled or at your wit's end or maybe at the end of your rope sometimes or just waiting to grow up and have it all figured out and know the answers? Yeah. And I think this is part of the human condition, isn't it? Maybe that's a glimpse that we get as we get older. And I'm sensing in these days that the invitation is to sit with this unease, with this incompleteness, this reality, not to try to fix it or make it go away, to just abide in it like those shepherds abiding in their fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. The invitation is to listen to that built-in receptor you have within yourself, which is your soul, which is your quiet little friend that's been in there with you from the start, who's here to help you if you are ready to listen. And these days, my soul is saying, I need you to slow down, to rest in God. And I wonder about you. What is your soul saying to you? What is your soul wanting you to hear? And are you making the time to listen? Are you making the time to listen? I trust that our souls do speak to us in the service of healing and wholeness, that we can access this inner wisdom if we desire to. And like our Jesuit friend reminds us, it is slow work and it can take a long time. Our worship theme this month is the way of wholeness. And isn't this the invitation of Advent and Christmas and Hanukkah and the winter solstice too, to be opening ourselves to the wholeness that abides around us. In this dark and cold season, rather than cursing the darkness to be kindling little lights, little sources of light and love, to be imagining love and goodness freely shared among people and flowing back and forth from heaven to earth. You know the Joni Mitchell song, beautiful one, don't you, that you hear sometimes at this time of year, 
I'm not going to try to sing it because I do it such an injustice, but she sings, it's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees, putting up reindeer, singing songs of joy and peace. Isn't that the invitation of this season? To be singing songs of joy and peace in singing, but also in our lives. And my question is simply, are you ready for that? Are you ready to make room in your heart for more love to come on in? Tori's beautiful sermon last Sunday reminded us that we can tend to think of wholeness in the context of oneness. And she said, this notion of wholeness, oneness or unity, can feel like it leaves out the realities of this moment, leaves out a place for difference and the variety of and often conflicting ways we are experiencing our lives in this time. Tori, and I was really grateful for this, helped me to see how often I assume that wholeness is the destination, like it's this shiny thing way out there, somewhere over the horizon, when actually it seems that the wholeness we get comes to us as little moments that we receive along the way. What if feeling in suspense and incomplete doesn't mean that you're failing or doing something wrong or that something is broken and needs to be fixed? but that you're actually on the way. What if that is true? What if wholeness is always hidden and elusive the way that God seems to be? A mystery and a gift that we only catch glimpses of from time to time. Isn't this what it means to be a, pers a person of faith? To be waiting for those glimpses of the holy and for moments of wholeness right here in the midst of our incomplete and unsettled lives. This is certainly what makes Jaber Crow's vision of his community so compelling because it's so real. And isn't it a vision of wholeness? What I saw now was the community imperfect and irresolute but held together by the frayed and always fraying incomplete and yet ever holding bonds of the various sorts of affection. There was maybe never anybody who had not been loved by somebody, who had been loved by somebody else and so on and on. My vision gathered the community as it never has been and never will be in this world of time, for the community must always be marred by members who are indifferent to it or against it, who are nonetheless its members and maybe nonetheless essential to it. And yet I saw them all as somehow perfected beyond time by one another's love, compassion, and forgiveness. As it is said, we are perfected as it is said, we may be perfected by grace. What I love the most about being a parish minister 
and especially about being your minister is that I get to see you doing this and being this, what Jaber Crow describes, being real with one another, being human together, being who you are and who you can't help but be, sharing your love and compassion, offering one another grace and forgiveness. Do you know how beautiful you are? If you don't, you should just come up here and stand up here some Sunday. You might be a little, it might feel a little awkward, but you could just come stand up here and watch. (laughs) I suspect that may not happen anytime soon, but you never know. Can you see that there is a kind of hidden wholeness in our common life, in its beautiful ordinariness? It's not about performance or perfection. It just is. And if you can see that wholeness in your church community, can you also see that there is a hidden wholeness in your own imperfect life? I'm not trying to gloss over the challenges and the hardships that you face, just to say they are not the whole story. What I'm learning as I age is to be more accepting of my discomfort and my vulnerability, to not try so much to fix it or make it go away but rather to see it as an invitation to grow and deepen. When feeling in suspense and incomplete, to just try to hang in with that, to abide there without trying to fix what is beyond my control, to be more trusting in the slow work of God. Why hurry? My spiritual companions, we are all part of this great and unfolding mystery of being alive, from the littlest ones to our beloved elders. And isn't it amazing and a miracle that we are here on this earth at all? This Advent season, it is made for abiding in this mystery and this miracle, for watching and waiting and wondering. And the openness of spirit this abiding invites, this is how we will catch glimpses of that ancient promise, that old word, Emmanuel, which means God with us. God not out there in the sky or the clouds, but the holy right here in our midst, like in the form of a little baby, like in the Christmas story. We didn't plan this. (laughs) At least I didn't. And when those moments come, whether here in church or out under the sky or 
down on the floor in the most ordinary moment. They do remind us, don't they, that we are connected to something larger and greater than ourselves, that we are part of a vast and greater wholeness. I love the Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I've grown very fond of the version that's in our hymnal where the words have been updated because they are, to my ear, good and accessible theology that invites us to enter into the theology of the Christmas story by welcoming that spirit into our hearts and into our minds and into our bodies, which is the dwelling place of the holy. The first verse is, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and with your captive children dwell. Give comfort to all exiles here and to the aching heart bid cheer. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come within as love to dwell. Emmanuel shall come within as love to dwell. May this be our prayer in these days. O earthy and embodied God, O great mystery, help us to trust that you are with us always that we are part of a great and abiding wholeness, though we only glimpse it from time to time. You are the love dwelling within us. You are the impulse toward goodness that calls us to help and heal and bless. And so we ask, be with us, be with those we love, be with those in need. Bless our whole world, we pray. Amen. Amen.